today we're going to talk about pet theft awareness. So welcome to Richard, to Animals Advocate Radio. Hi, Richard. Hi, Vaughan. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Good. Very, good You've to, done... very pleased to be here. Very pleased to be here. Thank you. You've done remarkable stuff for pet theft awareness in the UK. Um, could you give us a problem overview? I'm sure we're all incredibly interested to know if it's come down since COVID. I think everybody saw what was happening in the media and was frightened to death for their dogs being stolen during COVID. Um, so where are we now with it all? We During, during COVID, we were, we were definitely at a, a high because there was um, a vast requirement or need from, from, the, from the public for pets and companion animals. So with the demand, obviously, unscrupulous people are going to fulfill that demand if there aren't enough dogs to go around or cats to go around that people want. Um, we're, we're seeing that um, fewer fewer dogs and cats from the data we that we can get, it's quite it's quite difficult to get to get um, good data, but the best we can do is, is ask all the police forces how many people are actually um, reporting pet there. Um, but we think there are fewer than fewer pets being stolen than there were at the, um, during the epidemic. So well, that's good news. It's, com- it's coming down a bit. So, But the pre-levels were still bad enough, weren't they? And it's still horrifying enough when it happens. I, it, it's absolutely terrible to those that, that are victims. I think in any town you're in, there will be, pet, there will be pets stolen, some, sometimes more regularly than a hotspot. But, uh, but there'll be, I mean, everyone knows someone that's had a pet stolen, probably. Um, and to the victims and the families, it's, um, it's a bad thinking about. I know someone who had their child's rabbit in a hutch stolen and they took the rabbit and the hutch. And that was that was a friend of mine a few years ago. And she couldn't believe it. She came home with her kids and it had all gone. The, the, fear, for, the fear for the owners is what's going to, what, 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 what will happen to that rabbit? Um, yeah. When I speak to victims of pet theft um, and, ho- and horse theft or any animal theft, that's the biggest fear. They don't they, the, the thought of their animal being mistreated or abused or not. Or, uh, um, that, that's the biggest fear. That's the biggest fear. I mean, it, I, it, I, it knew what was going to, and it's the not knowing. It's, it, it, it's, it's not knowing where this where your pet is. You know. Oh, it must be terrifying. And I guess as well, it goes when people say give, you know, an animal, you know, maybe they can't afford to keep the animal for a while or the circumstances change not very well. And, you know, a horse might get loaned or a dog might get, you know, given to what they think is a good home. And all of a sudden these animals disappear. And there's very little there that they can use in the law or anything to help get those animals back. So that's another way of sort of the animals are being stolen, isn't it? Well, often, often if it becomes, it becomes an, um, um, a, an ownership dispute, the police won't get um, too involved because it's very difficult to prove um, so often who owns a, a pet, which is why we, we, we uh, advocate that when, when you get it, if you're in a relationship with someone or it's a family pet, someone takes someone's responsible as the owner. Um, as opposed to there being a grey area, especially if, if relationships don't work out. One person works for my, my cat and um, another person is my cat. I mean, it becomes an ownership dispute. But at least you know, at least the people then know um, where, the, where the pet is, even if they don't agree on, on, um, on, on the ownership. 
who owns the pets, but um, at least the other owner will know, hopefully, that the, that the, that the, that the family member is being looked after well. But it's the, it's the people that, it's the pe- people that I feel really sorry for is, is, is the people that, that come home and find their dogs being stolen or they, um, I mean, we can talk a bit about later on if you, if you like about where, where, where the common places the dogs to be stolen are, are, um, and all visits. And, and cats as well, and data with uh, research. Well, let's talk about your organisation, how it got started. Um, it's always interesting to know how, you know, such yeah. organisations get started. There's so many people out there putting themselves out, you know, outside of their normal working lives. So so what happened? How did you start all this? Well, like, uh, I mean, there's so many fantastic animal organisations and people that um, have... Um, Different causes that they that they um, fight for and want change for, and I just happened to be working for a veterinary business, um, and it came to my attention a few uh, customers or, or clients or people that I knew of whose pets had gone missing. Um, you know, it's like two, two or three, and then there's another one. And you think, hold on a second, this. So I looked into the law a bit because um, I. I I was putting it out there to try and help find these. Um, there was a, a chocolate lab called Coco that had gone missing. There was another. Uh, there was another uh, short head pointer called Angel that had got, been stolen, not gone missing. It had been stolen. Um, and when I, and I sort of looked, I sort of looked into the law a bit and thought, hold on a second, this is this is crazy. There are no laws. There are no laws on 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 pet, pets specifically being stolen. You know, I remember speaking to someone about it. He said, oh, it's the same. They're just goods. They're goods or services, goods and chattels, I think the, the, the term is. You know, it's a, it, that's how the law sees them. And I thought to myself, this, this can't be right. You know, um, someone's got to do something about this and try and get the law changed. Because I guess a lot of times with laws, there are, there are a lot of laws that are quite old laws and things just haven't um, been updated. Because who would think that someone would steal someone else's dog? Um, that's a good point. You know, shops. You know, shops have um, spaces to tear the dogs out outside, and I and most people wouldn't wouldn't believe, believe that believe that someone would steal someone else's dog. I, I mean, I, I, my mum. I was speaking to my parents about this a while back, and my mum reminds me of a time when people put clams. There'd be areas, for, you know, going back to the seventies where there'd be areas for clams with babies in to be left outside. Oh my God! I and never so, knew that. I mean, we we we. I mean, I was just like. I'm totally shocked by that. But yeah, she said it because no one would believe that. I mean, it, that's what that you know you could go rush it, you could run into your greengrocers and buy your stuff without having to push a plan around and come. You know, oh, no one would believe, but no one would do that now. But people there are people that still leave their um, dogs outside. So, I mean, in answer to your question, why did we form Pet Death Awareness? I got chatting to someone who knew of someone that was a victim, victim uh, with a dog called Angel, and she. You know, her, her life has turned absolutely upside down, so much so that she put, um, she, she found, she, she was, she was, she was offering a £10,000 reward and that was money she didn't have. She remortgaged her house to, to, um, find, not she needed to find the money at that, at that stage. And unfortunately, she's never got the dog there, but the dog was stolen, um, while she was loading, loading, um, that, that while she was putting the dog back in the vehicle after a walk, um, and there were a few other people there with dogs, and before they knew it, it's like, where's our dog gone? Um, 
And oh my God, so she was even there and they stole the dog from under yeah, her. I mean, I, we'll come on to that later, but I mean, thieves have, thieves have got so brazen now that they, they know they can almost do anything and not get and not get caught. And I think um, one of the politicians who, who really had the final straw with this was Ian Duncan Smith, um, who a lot of, a lot of your um, listeners will be familiar with. Um, um, it, he, um, he has got a reputation of being quite a hard-nosed person, but when it comes to dogs and, and pet theft and animals, he's a, he's a, he's a bit different. Um, and he couldn't, I mean, to him, he, he was absolutely shocked when he heard that, that a, um, um, a, um, a guide dog was stolen from a, block, from a blind person whilst they're, whilst they're out. Oh, um, yeah, he, 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 when he heard that, he, he just could, he thought, I can't, you know, I, I can't hear anymore. And he had come to one of our meetings, actually, and had some leaflets and stuff. But I think that's, that, that was the final straw for him because you don't, you don't think people, humans will, will go that low. I know. With a, with a lot of people that are into animal um, causes, um, that that they you know you do know how low animal uh, humans can, can be with animals, but I think a lot, of, a lot of times, yeah, um, a lot a lot of times people if you're not at the heart of these sort of big things or you're not in, involved particularly with animal welfare issues, you don't actually know how terrible. I mean, many animals are, are kept uh, um, so. So with um, I mean, so with the, with the pet theft awareness, really, my 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 horror was for the for the welfare of the animals. I was thinking these poor this poor dog, and then you hear about another one that's been taken from its family. And I thought of my own family dogs that I've had in the past, and the thought of for the pet's welfare as as to how as, how an animal must feel if it's in a loving family home to suddenly be um, stolen and taken from 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 its family, my thought at the time was not for the for the people, the humans that have been left behind, but for the for the animals. And it wasn't until then I looked looked really into it. I mean, it's just one of those things I wasn't even thinking about the humans. I was thinking about the the animals because I'm uh, you know I care about animals um, a lot, and work, I'm interested in animal welfare issues a lot. And to me, that was an animal welfare issue. But I realised later on that it was a human issue, and I realised as well that if we want to get anywhere in trying to change laws, um, that Trying to convince um, politicians and law, um, the sentencing council organisations that are involved with sentencing that um, probably animal welfare is, um, wasn't going to necessarily going to be the route to go down. It would be more the human welfare, human suffering. Um, That's so. very clever. So what? So what happened then? Because British politicians generally, um, most of them don't have the best reputation for caring. So. I'm keen to shed a light here, um, not I, only to kind yeah, of make myself feel more positive, yeah. but can you explain to people, um, this was certainly new to me, about cross-party support for animal welfare and what has been going on, you know, what you've been involved in and what you've seen, please? Yeah, I think I, I think that the that, uh, that, that pet theft and legislation is, is almost low-hanging fruit to politicians. I tell them that. Um, use that phrase because it's a, it's a win-win situation. It's a win situation for politicians because no one is going to. It, it, it's not even controversial that if someone yep. steals your dog, there should be some legislation. And, and going back, going back a bit in time to when we when we first started the organisation, pet theft awareness. I had a call from someone who knew someone who had a, a, a dog stolen. We thought, 
we after discussing, we thought, well, we need to do something about uh, about this. So we looked into, we researched a bit about the law. Um, found there was not, found there just wasn't any 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 real laws at all. It is, I mean, the pets are are covered um, in the in the nineteen sixty um, sixty eight Theft Act, but um, not as they're not given any preferential treatment over over um, any other object. They're not even mentioned in the Theft Act, but all things that belong to someone can be stolen. Um, I can't, maybe there were some exceptions, but, but generally there are, there are laws and legislation for it, but for, um, you know, for, if I took something from your garden um, and I was caught, uh, but, um, and, and, uh, and, the, and the police and the Crown Prosecution Services thought there is, there is um, um, a reason to have a court case here, um, then, then all they're interested, all, all the law can, can say at the moment is whether the value of the, the replaceable value is, is less than £500 or more than £500. And that, it doesn't take into account any emotional attachment to, to what is no more than an object. So once, okay. once, once we found out this was the law, we thought, we thought this has to be changed. And so, um, and, and so we then just thought, well, how can we go around changing that? And that's when we thought, well, um, me and me and a gentleman called Arnott Wilson, who was, um, you know, involved with the dog world, you know, and that was a big, it was a big issue for, 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 for all dog owners. Um, you know, and a huge, con huge concern as it seems to be getting more and more dogs being stolen. Oh, the violence, the violence at one point in COVID. I mean, I remember reading practically every day in the press, you know, people being attacked. You know, it was unsafe to walk your dog in broad daylight. I mean, it was absolutely horrific. You know, I don't know where these, you know, thugs were coming from, really, to take people's dogs and push people over. And then there was yeah. the, the problem with the people not checking where their dogs had come from. They were just buying them without checking. So it was a two-pronged attack on dog owners, really, wasn't it? It's about educating people that buy dogs as mm. much as educating people about how to um, prevent your pets, dogs and cats, uh, any pets from being um, stolen. But the, but I think that I, we noticed the difference in um, we noticed a rise in dogs being stolen, especially when I think it was in two thousand fourteen. Uh, no, 16, 2016, there was a scrap, scrap metal act was brought in because scrap, scrap metal was being stolen from railway lines and, you know, cabling. Um, and that was, that started to create an absolute, a really, really big problem. So the government did what it should do and thought, well, we need to, we need to do something about this. They brought in some very tough laws, um, called the Scrap Metal Dealers Act. Um, and it, and what they did was made essentially made it very very uh, difficult, if not impossible, for people that have stolen it, scrap metal to be able to take it to a scrap metal dealer and receive cash for it. Um, so laws were brought in that the the, de the scrap metal dealers had to pay um, had to have a traceable um, way of pa payment method and 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 keep records, and they would you know they they would be. I might be wrong in saying this, but I was feeling a bit, you know, they could end up in prison if they were caught not doing it. So they didn't want to do that, obviously. So, so the, the rise then came when you, when you've got a situation, you've got people that gangs have organized people that are stealing scrap metal. 
that then find that they um they can't they can't stop that metal. So what do they look for? They look for something else that's a, um, yeah. you know. And we found that hardly anyone has been ever been um been even fined for stealing for stealing dogs. It really rarely goes to court because it, because people will say it's it's not my you know that. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't steal it. It's really, you know, even even if you've got CCTV footage of your of your dog being stolen, which I know of a, a family from the Midlands who had two dogs stolen, um, and the, the police knew the person on the on the on the on the, on the, the, the home CCTV footage. E, even then, the magistrates, because the chap was a the, the, the I call him a chap actually, I, I, I use stronger words, the thief. Um, uh, um, was a, a, a drug, a well-known drug user, and um, you know, and he had no idea where the where the dogs were. But the the, the the in the in the court, they made no effort to 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 say where were these dogs. It was it was, um, and he ended up having to pay too much, well, like two hundred pounds, three hundred pound compensation to the owners, who were ten thousand pounds out of pocket for the for the for the value of the, the high value of the dogs and the cancellation of a holiday. And thousands of pounds worth of leafy thing never got the dogs back. They got given a paltry two or three hundred pound compensation. Never got the dogs back, and yet, and the person was, you know, that's that's, you know, that's that. I mean, when you when you hear about things like this, you think the law is so bad. So that, that is horrendous, and then that and that really upsets people big time. I mean, I know I've seen and signed petitions. Um, I can't remember if it, it was in COVID. You know, I remember a big fuss being made about the fact a dog has to be worth more than a TV when it gets stolen and about, you know, what a dog's worth to you. You know, the same as it was a cat or a hamster or a horse or a rabbit, you know, and also, you know, they, they're yours, aren't they? So nobody should be taking your stuff anyway. And it shouldn't be belittled in a, you know, British court of justice, which is really what's happening. There are some things you don't put a price on. And, and you know, yeah. I don't have pets myself because I believe it's such a, um, I can't look after myself properly, so let alone. Uh, I mean, I've got, I've got a bird table and I put bird food on there every day, and that's that's uh, you know, you're doing your bit. <laughs> I've given names to, but that's about my li- limit. But I love other people's pets, um, and you know, and you know, if I, I mean, I wouldn't ask the question. Well, I wouldn't even ask the question. What price would you put on your pet? Because mm. the answer is just going to be priceless. You know, every yes. time. Um, now, so I'll go back a bit because there's something I'd like to say which leads leads on on to that regarding um, someone who an MP who did have a pet stolen. Um, okay. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. It's a different MP. But so so rolling back, we started pet theft awareness and we set the website up and um, and we were quite. I mean, reasonably surprised. Not, not actually. No, we weren't that surprised because we real, we realised that that people were going to be at, quite shocked at what the law was, and it, and is. It hasn't changed yet. I mean, the law still. I mean, there's there's still no no legislation there. It's going through. It's stuck. It's stumbled. But we really are hopeful. We had a bit of good news that you come on late later today, cats. But um, but but um, yes, we started pet theft awareness and um. I mean, I, I'd like to think that some people, I, I mean, I know that some people now will not, you know, would definitely wouldn't tether a, a dog outside of um, a shop or leave a dog in a car. Although I do know people, I said, I was out with someone the other day, um, 
he said, right, well, let, let's nip it. We'll, we'll take the dog with us. We'll nip into the shop and we'll leave the dog in the car. And I said, no, absolutely no way. Not even for a minute. Oh, you know, I, I said, you don't. I said, I speak to people. I speak to people who have had car, have had dogs stolen from a car. Don't think that someone's, someone's not going to. If you left your laptop on the front seat of your car, you know, how many, how, you know, how many times could you get away with that before someone's going to break in and, and take it? Now, what's the value of a laptop? What's the value of, 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 of your, your, um, of your dog? Your yeah, pet? exactly. That's, that's a really, that's a really good way to think about it because well, nobody would leave their handbag or any valuables in a clear view. We did a computer. I mean, we used to put lots of graphics out there. And one that one that was I remember working on doing, and it had got some shots with the post up outside, and and there were laptops with with photoshops in there, like um like like a uh, handbags, laptops tethered tethered outside the shop, and with you know asking people, you know, which, a good idea. You, you wouldn't do this with your laptop, mm. but you would do it with your dog. But but if you came, you know. I mean, a laptop you can even you don't even have more chance of find, finding potentially if, if you if you knew how to you know the sort of things you got on there. But with with I mean with dogs, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about a victim, um, Debbie Matthews, Bruce Forsyth, um, uh, one of Bruce Forsyth's dogs, absolutely lovely lady. She put her heart and soul into um, a, a campaign called Vets Get Scanning. She she was oblivious to the fact that people might would steal dogs. She didn't think anyone would. And this would have been maybe, I don't know, 2010, 2011. I might be wrong on those dates, but I think it was around that time. Um, she she uh, parked a car in Tesco, went in there, did a shop, came back out. Someone had smashed the windows and taken her beloved um, two, uh, two dogs, Widget and Gizmo, they were called. And I mean, she, she said to me, you wouldn't, she said to me, you can't describe. You can tell someone what it's like to, to lose, your, lose your dog and they might think about it for a few minutes and then they're, then they get then they think about something else because it's not them. But she said, but she said, but the, the, the actual fear and panic, the fear of, of not knowing where you're what's happening to your dog, because there's all sorts, you know, all sorts of terrible things you hear about. Um and um I mean thank goodness she, she her, her her father was able to put something out you know on GM TV or TVM or something to do a few appeals and one one dog was found and then the other dog was found. But okay. She that she that she sets up the bets it's scanning. But well, when she first initially heard that, you know, thought thought about the um her, her dogs have been stolen, um, she got she got in contact with Dog Lost as an organisation, and um and I think someone someone had said to her, maybe not from Dog Lost, but someone said, oh, the the, the they're, they're microchips, aren't they? And she thought, oh goodness me, they are. You know, as soon as someone takes them to a vet, a vet will scan them, and then. Then I'll get them back. You know, fantastic. You know, she suddenly felt all relief. And then, then the lady from Dog Loss, I think it would have been Jane, um, said, "Hold on a second, it's not that easy. No legislation for pets for vets to scan anything." And she then she then looks into law and thinks, "Hold on a second, we're paying. People are paying all this money for vets for, for microchips. What is what is the point?" Then she looks into it and think she looks in to find out. Who is scanning microchips? And there's no legislation. There's a little bit of legislation now that horses um, going into uh, it's a whole bit to talk about, but going into abattoirs have to be scanned um, to, to, to to find out whether uh, if they if they it's to do with the food chain um, and, whether, and obviously there was an issue with um, um, horses being being eaten um, 
and going into the food chain. So, so abattoirs now have to scan for chips. And the reason that, and the reason the government are again, that's not an animal welfare issue; it's a human welfare issue because uh, many horses have something called phenol butazone or but. Uh, yes, they do. Yeah, painkiller. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And theoretically, theoretically, that causes cancer if humans consume that uh, that animal. So they brought that. So that that's why that law is in. So there were, but otherwise, it's not. There's not a lot of um, well, there is now, obviously, but but there wasn't back at the time any legislation for anyone scanning anything. So, uh, so how much how much support? Um, you know, I don't think people realise that there are MPs from all parties, and they are actually keen to do something about this. And you know, it's disappointing. You know when things have got the 100,000 signatures they've got into Parliament, they've had the debate and, you know, your dog is still an object like a TV. Um, you know, that's disappointing, but we should take a little bit of positivity that there are more people in Parliament that actually genuinely care, according to what you said. Yeah, there was, there were, uh, there've been a good hundred, um, when we had, we had dogs that we we created Dog Theft Awareness Day. Well, we created Dog Theft Awareness, sorry, Pet Theft Awareness Week. Must have been in 2013. And then a, a couple of years later, Dog Theft Awareness Day, because, and then people, Gareth Johnson, um, who's a, who was a magistrate as well, um, he happens to be a conservative MP. Um, and he, he maybe was, was speaking to Debbie Matthews. And by this time, from vets get scanning by this time about three or four four or five organizations that that all had an interest in in there being some pet theft legislation they got together dog loss they were fantastic um vets get scanning dog union there was a, another organization at the time that not see more and pet theft awareness and we formed the stolen and missing pets alliance so with an alliance there we we then that's when we probably then started uh lobbying mps and and um and trying to get some you know as a, as a group and as an organization um and and we found that that um well one mp must have come come back to one of us i don't think it was me but maybe it was debbie matthews and said well let's have a we'll, we'll have a drop in we'll have an mp's drop-in event um uh, in parliament where um and so we, we, we met up with, with Gareth Johnson and we decided um, to have it at the start of Pet Death Awareness Week and it fitted in a time when he could do that. And this, and, and so this, this will be a parliamentary room um, you can have for, for like half a day. Uh, and there were about 650 MPs, I believe. I know that because I had to e email them all, but I used a bit of software to e email them all. But um, um, and, and then it's a case of getting everyone you want to have all your supporters and people that believe in what you believe in to to, to write to their MP and say, you know, please um, come along to this event. And I know it worked because I spoke to one MP at a um, an animal charity event around uh, it's a Middlesex somewhere, Hayes around that area, Luxbridge or somewhere. It was an animal. It was an animal. Definitely, lots of different organisations were there. I remember the, the, that chap from Afghanistan, Penny Farthing, was there. Was he, All right, he, yeah. He did a uh, uh, he, he did a talk, uh, and there was a handful of organisations. It, it was in a church. I remember that. And one MP I was chatting to there was a new MP, and he said he came along there. This was on Saturday, so 
uh, on his on his... that is a lot of people to turn up and i think that you know i hope that makes the public feel a bit better that i mean that that is an awful lot of people to turn up and care isn't well, it and listen going back to this mp so he said to me he said to me he gets more emails about animal issues and he was a new mp um he, he said he, he he'd only been in the job for a few months and he said i get more more emails about animal issues than anything else and it's so really? yeah that's what he said he said, if you looked at all these emails about any issues at all, the majority of them are about animal issues. And that, that made me think to myself, oh, we're onto something here. And, and, and you know, they, MPs obviously want, want to get re-elected, but at the same time, they still do care. They still, they still do care about, um, about animals. Um, and if their constituents are upset about something, then they really need, they need to be, be aware as well. So, so Gareth Johnson, MP, um, we organised this event in Parliament. We had, I mean, we had a good, good eighty to hundred MPs there from all different parties, uh, including actually. Um, um, I'm a little bit tired today, but um, uh, Rishi Sunak uh, came along. Actually, I mean, no, really? Yeah, yeah. But it was, this is, I mean, I, he looks. I when I looked at photos of him, I mean, he's, it, this is, he looks a lot younger there. there, there. <laughs> big, it's not quite big hair as well. Yeah, it's taken uh, on so a few they, problems, they wrote the name. We got them to write it like a pledge. A pledge. Uh, we had a big board. Um, we had lots of missed, We had lots of stolen dogs all on sheets of paper around there. Maybe, maybe a few um, victims that, that um, came came uh, came along um, and spoke to uh, yeah, and spoke to lots of them. Spoke to to, to any MPs that were. That, that came through. They weren't there for that, for that long, each individual MP. But it was a great chance to get lots of photographs with MPs pledging. Um, and, and 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 this would have probably been before we had a... Um, before we had... We did we, we started then doing the uh, e-petitions. Now, e-petitions e can be can be pretty good, but they got... We found that the government e-petitions are the ones that have... have um, any clout at all because at a hundred at ten thousand they have to give um at ten thousand signatures um and back then it was within a year but now it's six months so at ten thousand signatures you have to um, um they have to give a response so whatever the petition is um and it's organized for the petition committee who we think are really good i think they're actually quite on our side when it comes to animal issues because um, well, that's nice to know. They do have the choice as to what uh, as to what what is an acceptable petition and not an acceptable. But having spoken to them, I I do um, think they were, they are just the same as as, as we are in the fact that they're, they're, the, the thought of a pet being strong and foreign um, to, to them. So uh, so yeah, we had we've had some had some debates and um, um, and um, they have to put their foot that. Their uh, points forward. Defo were there. George Eustace was there. Nearly, nearly said it wrong there. George Eustace was there, and um, and he gave an account of his um, Jack Russell that had been stolen for, from him as a child. But um, but another MP as, as well. Ross Thompson was a fantastic MP for us. He ha he had a, a drop in event as well, um, and he um, yeah he. he 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 just supported it supported us and um and we we met up with Defra 
this 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 because we needed we want to know more about the law. We met up with um actually someone called John Cooper at uh, QC. I don't know if you've heard of John Cooper QC. I haven't no. Yeah, he does do a lot of really fantastic work, including pro bono without charge work for things he calls his believed in. Um, and um, certainly he, he gave us a call. We met up with him and he brought to our attention that in the 1968 Death Act, there is no mention of pets. And yet there's a whole section about mushrooms being taken from your property or land. And the laws with, with, that go with, with someone coming onto your land to pick mushrooms. Um, so there are, you know, there are, I mean, it's a legitimate thing to have in there, perhaps, just to, just to, um, unusual. On, 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 on sort of mushrooms or fruit being taken from your, your land as opposed to, um, and nothing about dogs without, was like another, another sort of jaw, jaw dropping moment. And when, when I met, met up with death rights, I, I, you know, we, we mentioned to them about this, you know, that we, what we, he said, what do you want? And we said, well, what we want is something in the death pack that, that means that if someone steals a pet or a horse, that they are guaranteed going to prison for six months. You know, unless, you know, if they, if they, you know, if they're found guilty of stealing, then, or, or a year or two years or something, or whatever it was we, 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 we sort of thought would be a reasonable amount. I mean, sometimes, you, um, I mean, and, and he said, well, they're covered at the moment within the death pack. You know, the men, dogs, dogs are mentioned in them. They said, actually, no, they're not. They're not. And, and it, you know, a Flabbergast, again, Flabbergast is a politician. Because, I mean, because politicians don't need, don't know everything about, um, about the job. He was actually amazed at that. And, um, and, um, we got that, that information from John Cooper, who knew, who knows the dead now. So, um, I mean, theoretically. So, so are we, are we any closer now to having the change in the law? Is there any change in the law yet? Okay, what's happened at the moment? So, um, a couple of years ago, there, uh, the, the, there's something called the Kept Animals um, Bill. Actually, it's, it's the Kept Animals part of the Animal Welfare. I think Animal Welfare Bill, but there's the Kept Animal bit within that. And there's lots of really, really good legislation if it come, comes through, which is to do with like, uh, you know, ear quaffing of animals and old dogs and you know, all sorts of other yeah. trophy, hunt, trophy hunting and what you do, and all sorts of rules, rules to do with, um, well, I think, I think I'm right in saying that, you know, in, the importation of skins and things like that. So there are all sorts of things which would be really good for, for animal welfare across the board. And within that, is um is some some pet death uh, legislation. We don't really know exactly what it is yet, but it, there will be a. I mean, it's only halfway through the parliamentary process. So there are seven stages. They have like a you know a, you know it's brought up first, and then someone some MPs then have got to um, oppose it or not oppose it, and then then research is done and people are appointed, and they'll have another another session. And um, and then it goes to, to Lords. Now we're we're at the moment of this, uh, uh, waiting for it to go to Lords stage um, before before there is a final stage eventually um, where um, the King will sign it off as law as law. So um, so there is there is hope, but it's also a bit of fear because we don't know what the if the legislation. I mean, the, the issue we had before there was that there's no minimum. Um, they, 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 they've always they've, they've always incorrectly well they've always said 
not not incorrectly, but but not not um, not the, the, the MPs. Are, you know, when they're right to death, or if you vote to your MP, you probably get a standard generic letter back, which the MPs will cut and paste and give to you. And and therefore, we're, we're, we're always sort of uh, saying stuff which didn't make a lot of sense. So we'll, they, they kept on going on about this sort of seven years. The maximum sentence is up to the courts. Maximum sentence is seven years. That's the theft of anything. That's the theft of anything. Anything more than five hundred okay. pound, or 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 or, um, or or through a different, depending on the circumstances, but up to seven years. But no one, no one's ever going to get that, and there is no minimum. So, so generally, so if there's no minimum, generally people get a slap on the wrist or or, 50, or a very small. Exactly, it needs, it needs to be like the like the metal thing, doesn't it? Where people, you know, get put off. Yeah, you know, it needs to be something sort of definite. Until this happens, though, until we get that far, because I mean that is a lot of stages. I do wonder if the government are having a bit of a change of heart because of the trophy hunting thing going through, and you know, we're getting closer to an election. And if it is the thing that people write into MPs about most, then you'd hope, as you say, it's pretty easy way to win people's hearts and minds, isn't it? But in the meantime, I mean, with, you know, people's pets, what can they do, you know, to keep their pets safe? You know, what's the best we can kind of do? Okay, I would say treat your, um, treat your pet, um, in the same way you would treat your uh, your laptop or 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 um or even a ba- or a baby or family mem- member, you, you don't don't leave you, you wouldn't leave either either you wouldn't leave a, a baby or a, or a laptop in a car, you you wouldn't tether them outside a shop, um so 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 keep your eyes on them at all all times really. I know you would you might let a child play in the garden, um uh, but you you would always keep it you keep an eye on this on you the would, child. Yes. No, no no parent no no good parent would would put their put a child to play in the garden and then just go inside and watch TV with headphones on. You know, you might you might be washing up in the in the kitchen and looking out looking out and and be be very sort of uh very close in the, in hearing and and sight all the time. So do the same with your with with your dog. And 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 about half from the research we we've done with insurance companies and police rec- police uh record freedom of information requests, which have been really useful for us in trying to find data. Um, because that's what politicians want. If you're going to change the law in anything to do with animals, really, really, data is, is really important. They want to know how do you know. There's no point in saying, oh, we'll pet theft up. The question you'll get is, well, how do you know that? How do you know that? Well, how do you know that in the 70s there weren't, weren't more? So all we can do is get data um, and, and freedom of information requests have been very useful for, for getting um, data. So we found out that about half, half the dogs, I mean, this is going back 10 years, so whether it's changed, about half the dogs that are stolen, or, or half of stolen dogs are stolen from guard, people's gardens. Or uh, yes, that's quite surprising, isn't it? So it's surprising, yeah. So they they'll be in a garden, and you're. Um, I mean, plenty of people go out for the day, work, go and work, and leave, the, leave their dogs in the garden while they work. You know, in summertime. You know, if you're, you know, in the summertime, um, you know, people do that rather than leaving them inside. Um, and dog dogs, I mean, put. put Another thing I would do is put your put your mind in the put your uh, what's the word? Put your brains in the put, put, put yourself in the shoes of a a someone that wants to steal a pet. How would you? How easy would it be for someone to steal your pet? Or what would you do if you're going to steal a pet? Now, if you suddenly needed, um, if you were um, 
if you suddenly needed a uh, hundred pounds, like like you know some some people do, especially like um uh you know impulse thieves that are burglars. Sometimes it's people that just, you know um, have a habit or something that they need to uh, uh, need to, to to get a quick um, get money get something as quickly as possible. I mean, you, if I if you needed if you needed to steal a dog within an hour, I think you could do it. And you, the first place you go to is probably up to open shop. Drive around to supermarket. If there's nothing there, then then um, you know in the daytime just walk around. Um, I mean, you, could, you know, you can walk. You can walk around. If they're going to steal, they're going to steal a dog. If they're going to steal a dog, and say, for instance, sadly, it's for drugs or something, they've got to get rid of that that dog really fast. So it kind of worries me that the dogs that get stolen by you know that sort of section of society means that those dogs are not going to end up in a good place. They're not going to be looked well looked after, are they? I mean, a lot of times you find. Yeah. From some research that um, I think Dr. Daniel Allen did, which is great research. Um, I think he wanted to, he wanted to look into uh, how traumatized uh, pets were that when if they had been found sometimes a year or two years later, um, and 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 people. I remember reading reading some people people's um, evidence who said their dog were, were markedly different when they came back. I bet they were. Not, not being the, you know, they weren't the same pets. I think, um, I think Debbie Matthews actually mentioned this with, with I mean, she, she found out, that, I mean, she said that one person who had seen her dog being thrown, being held into the air and being caught in a park and someone had seen that going on and then recognised the dog from, and the person that bought, that bought the dog from a market, I bought the dog from a market how can they sell a dog at a market? I don't. I don't know how. There's a market in London that, uh, that can go on. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to, if I might remember where it was, but it was a it was a market in London somewhere where they bought the bought the bought um this uh it's a Yorkshire Terrier, you know, and um and there was and um that that, that uh, she had two dogs stolen, so I might have got the. Uh, no, that's all right. It doesn't matter. Was, I mean, I think, I think the shocking thing is, the yeah, the shocking thing is that in this day and age, a dog can be for sale in a market. You know, well, that's that's. I, I don't know the legality. I don't, I don't. I mean, this this is going back to over ten years. So I don't know. I mean, I still hear people. Sell, I mean, I've never seen it myself, but people sell. You know, car boot sales. I've seen dogs for sale. But I, it's like one of these things. I've not seen it with my own eyes. So I find yeah. it quite amazing. It's just what, what we hear. I mean, you certainly see it in other countries. You hear about, uh, um, you know, pets being being bought and sold at mm. markets and stuff. So, um, yeah. Oh, it's shocking! Right now, let's um, let's kind of try and end on a more happy note. The future. Actually, actually, what? Actually, I should really, I'm really, really keen to point out that it's not all about all about dogs. Um, okay. Um, the question you asked me before about what people can do um so really it's really important for me to get across that cats are um cats are victim cat theft cats are stolen um and often that's theft by findings we we we, we brought out something called the cat theft report we, we published it which you can um maybe i'll give you a link to it but if you, or if you go to if you go yeah to we'll put we'll put the link on we'll yeah. put the link on the podcast and to your website and as well because that's it's useful got, it's, got lots, it's got like five or six years worth of research in it into the different types of cats 
And, and we wanted to see how big the problem was. Was because I know a victim. In fact, one of the one of the ladies who uh, Tony Clark, who works now for Pet Death Awareness, she or volunteers. You know, it's no, it's uh, she volunteers. No, there's no. Um, it costs it costs us actually all a lot of money to do because we put we you know even printing things like this and running the website. Well, sorry, it's expensive. Funded out of their own pockets, but it's worth it. Um, and um, we wanted to see how how prevalent cat death was. We we know of several people that that we know are victims because you, sometimes it's as simple as think as as someone breaking into the house for a burglary and the cat basket being stolen and the cat not there. So it would you'd have to say that the person's come in, they've come in and done a burglary and the and the fact the cat's gone missing and the basket has gone missing too. That that has to be. Uh, it's not no one was still an empty bar, cat basket, but it, it, but um so we wanted to see whether what type of um whether expensive uh or valuable high valuable cats are being stolen like some of the Siamese and Burmese ones and that of course that's true that the, the pedigree ones are 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 um sought after and and so they are being stolen but often it's sometimes it's being it, it's um, theft by finding which is a criminal offence but. Where, where, and, and the law says you have to make a reasonable effort to find a, uh, an original, to find the owner. And the owner will always be the original owner. Um, so if you have, if you're, if you have been, if you can prove that you were the original owner, um, then you can't, you, you can't just start feeding another cat and it comes and then declaring that it's yours where, where it might not be. So, um, so, so cat theft is an issue. Um, what can you do to prevent cat death? Um, well, the biggest prevention really is not taking anyone up, not, not taking someone else's cat or suddenly deciding that the cat you're feeding is now yours because they will move in quite quickly and it's not fair. Sometimes people who find that, that it's only, you know, it's only 200 yards from the house where the cats live, but if you're in a city, big city, then, then, uh, you know, to, to, there can be lots of houses in between there or streets even. So, I mean, we cat, we cat, Cats do will roam and they will go. They will. They, they want. Um, and so, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I would say just there's going to be some legislation uh, June the 10th next year, where by, by that time all cats over a certain amount, of, uh, a certain amount of weeks will have to be microchipped. And so, what I would say is just keep your microchip. Make sure your microchip details are are, are up to date. Because that might be your only hope of ever getting your cat back, um, and um, and but but, and not, but so uh, horses are also were a big problem, but because of, of the human the reason for humans not to um, consume um, horse meat meant that there was some legislation very quickly brought in, uh, not an animal issue but a human issue. Um, it, as the law, uh, as laws go through quicker if it's a human issue. Although from our, from our point of view, it's the it's an animal, it's the animal, um, the law that will go through, um, fingers crossed regarding pet theft will actually be an animal issue as opposed to in the theft act. It's not really what we want, but we'll accept anything. But providing it has a minimum, would, well, it's it, a step it, forward, it, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be a farce. It'd be a farce if they if they just. Uh, just create a new name called pet death 
with with uh, uh, and they've already mentioned a maximum five years. But if there's no minimum, then you could say, well, what's the point in bring, even bringing in that in the first place? It's actually two years fewer than, than if it was under the Death Act. So, um, but um, with, with horses, um, uh, you know that again, um, CCTV is really important, and the same with cats as well. So, um, so yeah, CCTV is really important with. Um, with dogs, cats, uh, um, and certain sta stables and fields, signs being up also very important. I mean, um, and just not letting it, not letting, not letting dogs out of your sight really. Um, so that's that's the advice I can give to uh, um, to pet owners. But we do have on our website a, a bit a, a bigger list. Uh, yeah. So yeah. My my naughty dog has just been opening and shutting doors every time you've been talking there. I saw <laughs> so, you. I won't shut the door. <laughs> oh no, bring it. Can we not? Uh, I mean, I know this is an audio podcast, but I, I can see. Can we not see your dog? He, he's he's wagging. He's wagging. He's he's, a, he's just trying to disappear now. He's sliding off around the corner, wagging now, his tail. Now you brought. Now you reminded me. You reminded me of something really, really important there because I was going to say, "Can we see your dog?" And perhaps it's not a good thing. Uh, um, to, to let be be really aware on social media, um, who can see your who can see your um, who's up? Oh, hello! I can see I can see that. Oh, wow! Gorgeous! Just a, a carpet dog, really. He's just a mongrel. Absolutely, yeah. Looks lovely. Looks lovely. Look like Dougal, a bit like Dougal. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it reminds me of a really important point actually, because of course I don't know where where you live or anything like that. But um, what, what's really important is people. Um, how easy on social media would it be for anyone to find out where you are and where you walk your dog? Um, and 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 if you've got a group, if you've got puppies, so if you put on your local Facebook page, oh, here's a picture of me with my lovely, uh, you know, my dogs just have a little of these gorgeous puppies, aren't they wonderful? PM me if you want to purchase one, you know. If, Oh, it's straight there, guess, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, I, you know, that, that's why I got a mongrel. That's why I've got a rescue dog. He's a mongrel. God knows what he is. And I don't want to know what he is. Yeah. You know, for that exact reason, I just don't want the worry. But be but be really careful that, you, that if you've got pictures of you with your with your dog on social media, that, that you don't give away really where where it is, yeah. where, where, the, where your dog is or... You know, any one specific time. I mean, if you got if you got pedigree puppies, then um, I mean, can you make what a litter of pedigree puppies? You know, and I know of, I know of situations where where, people, where a whole litter's gone, and the mum and the mother dog as well. But the whole oh, it's heartbreaking. It, it's it's incredible, and and I also know of, of, of situations. That, I mean, that's an obvious burglary. But I know situations where during viewings of a litter of puppies, you know. Half an hour after people that have gone to look, that have gone looking at the puppies, they count them up. They, they think, hold on a second, they're worth six. There's only five now. And they've got no way of tracing. So I would say that if you if you have a litter of puppies, if you have anyone coming to your house, never be on your own. If you're if, if you're walking, try and walk. If you're walking a dog, then try and try and be be with someone because you're you're, you're less likely to be attacked. To your to your to your to your yeah. best. Um, uh, there, but I, I would also suggest that if you've got people coming to your house, you ask for number. For, you, you say what's what what, what vehicle registration plate is going to be here. Um, That's a good idea. And you know, maybe if, maybe if you've got two people in the house. Um, oh, we, I mean, you don't certainly don't let, let, let people come in come in and look at look at your um, 
your, your um, puff of the kittens um, without without knowing who they are. I mean, you can even go. I would even go as far as to say, look, can you, um, you know, can you uh, verify for me, you know, can, can you know the, the the vehicle registration that you're going to be coming in because, um, you know, I want some way of face tracing um, you. So, uh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can have a, sorry, my pop up telling me to buy something. I don't know what it was, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and so, no, so, that's, so leading that's, on fine. that's a lot of good advice. Yeah, your final question, it, yeah, was I think was, um, what, what's the future for Pet Death Awareness yes. as an organization? We'd love to think there is no future in it at all whatsoever, uh, because of the fact that what we want is for the law to well. For some legislation to go through, which means that people don't steal pets anymore. But as John Cooper QC said to us when we first met up with him, um, he said that no matter what the uh, punishment is, there will always still be some uh, people breaking the laws, whatever whatever it is. So you will never you will never eradicate a crime. But if it became, I mean, uh, horses are being stolen now. In fact. We, we know that from when that from horses were being stolen to go into the food chain. When when there was the law brought in that meant that if an abattoir allowed a horse in there, that that um, and it ended up in the food food chain, that they could, could I believe it, an unlimited fine, but also go to prison. So that so no one's going. People don't want to take that risk. So so we suddenly saw almost the opposite of horse there. People. Putting, put, you're more likely to find horses on your field than you are being stolen. Although, although, although I haven't said that, there are more, there are horses still being stolen. Um, but so, so, so harsh law. So we would love to think that pet theft awareness um, isn't really ne needed uh, in the future because no one steals pets anymore. That won't really happen. So the future will be that we'll carry on just, just put it, you know, putting the graphics up there. Maybe not need to campaign, or we'll probably campaign for something else. More, you know, to do with like. Shipping legislation. Um, um, so, I mean, do check out vetsgetscanning.co.uk, uh, um, I think it is. There's some links. So, on the petsf.org.uk, there are all, there are all these, organ there's some organisation on the left side, but you'd be quite surprised at um, what laws there aren't regarding um, things being brought in. But we're very, very pleased because the cat death report, we had, we had a day in Parliament. Um, on the twenty, or on the fourteenth of March, um, a, a drop in with cat protection. Um, is there their event actually? And that, there is an act, an organisation called Apco Cat Cats, which is a which is an all party um, cross party support from all MPs. And you know, I've, I've been in the rooms with, with, with you know, we've had a nice line up photograph with, um, with um, you know, Conservative, Labour, and um, Scottish National Party, um, a couple, couple of the Scottish National Party actually. Uh, I mean, uh, that is really heartening, yeah. and that, and I hope people realise and still keep writing to their MPs because it's clearly getting through the message. And you know, change is on the way; it has to be on the way. And you know, it's up to us all to you know chip away, do our little bit, and support organisations such as yourselves that are really trying to you know get the ball over the line kind of thing yeah so but that's really heartening you, you know, know i think i think politics needs a little bit of a positivity at the moment honestly some of the, the mps get it 
I mean, there was one, there was one MP, some of them were absolutely fantastic. Some, some of them were keen to learn. Uh, but there was one MP we spoke to last week, and we started explaining to her about, uh, on the full thing, about cat death and the reason, you know, we had a victim of cat death there. And she, she just more or less said, let's stop it, stop it. You don't need to tell, tell me. I get it. So I understand totally. I understand where, where you're coming from on this. And I understand that people's pets, no matter what they are, they mean the world to them. Um, from you know, a ch- from from a, a hamster owner, uh, you know, it might be their first pet. There might be a child, uh, but that might mean everything to them. And if they uh, and they be and they they cry their cry their eyes out when the, when they hear. I mean, you hear plenty of stories about uh, a parents replacing, you know, finding a dead gold, goldfish and then replacing <laughs> it. And think so? How you know? How come? Look, yeah, I mean that that really just shows, doesn't know it? How upset the child, yeah. the child. Um, be, Gets, I mean, you know, when, some, when a child gets to like 30, when it, when it gets to 34, and thinks, hold on a second, this hamster must have been around for about 50, 40, 30 years now. So, but, um, oh, don't. I've, I've done rock. that. But the point yeah. is, the point is that no matter what pet it is, or animal, or animal it is, um, in fact, one of the, one of the MPs is a great MP called Neil Hudson, who's, uh, he's a vet. Uh, uh, um, Dr. Neil Hudson. There's a vet um, from up north somewhere, and it, it, he he wants all animals, he wants farm animals included in 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 the in the. There's plenty of those get stolen. And when and, and, I, and when I when I first spoke to John Cooper about uh, QC about about what is theft, I, I I had a slight concern because I know, um, for instance, there were um, organisations that will want to take um, animals away from. But uh, you know, we've got the situation with beagles being bred yes. for, for um, oh, those poor beagles. Yeah, it's, uh, and and so you might find a situation where someone wants, where someone needs to. Uh, now, I I didn't really want, or if or if the dog's being abused, if you know if a dog's being abused, or if you knew a dog was going to be used for, for dog fighting, and you and you took that dog. In. Is is that theft? And he said, "No, it's not theft because you're not you're you're not planning on keeping or or, or profiting from from taking that animal. So it wouldn't so you wouldn't find someone you wouldn't find if you took if you knew of an, a, a neighbour who was abusing an animal and you took that that pet and you and you went to the police and said this pet this animal is being is being used for this. You're not going to get arrested for stealing it for stealing it um, because you're you're not actually you're you're uh, yeah, so, so that was quite important to me. I just wanted to clear that up and John Cooper to clear that up. So, so, um, that is, yeah. I think um, we've so, covered an, yeah. an awful lot there, Richard. I think everybody's learned a lot. I've learned an awful lot. Good. And, and um, I, sorry. Yeah, what on. I would say was no matter what your animal, I mean, I don't, um, um, I don't know what it, are you you're interested obviously in animal issues, Yvonne. Are you, what are those? Things? Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm like, most people really I sign the petitions and you know hope that animals get you know an end to being abused and everything else you know yeah. my, my I'm sort of you know far and wide and I think from doing you know from even talking to people such as yourself and talking to other people around the world that are trying to save everything from panda bears to elephants to orca you know dogs cats and everything in between you know I think in this day and age we're just trying to do something to make the world a bit of a better place and a safer place because if your animals are safer and people aren't doing a load of bad stuff then obviously it makes the 
it just makes everything better for everybody, doesn't it? You know, animals are so linked into our daily lives. They really are in all kinds of ways that sometimes people don't even realise. Well, we're just another we're just another species of animal on on this planet that we share, and it's not our planet. I think a lot of people seem to think, oh, we, we you know, we it's our planet, but it's not. We 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 were a modern um, species on this planet. Planet when you when you compare us with to a lot of privileges, alligators and reptiles yeah. and things, but we 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 we're the most destructive, unfortunately. Because we've got the ability to do that with being able to with speech and their dexterity and stuff. It's how we've evolved. But if we can, you know, we just, I would say to anyone, if, if there's, if there's, if, you, if there's any animal campaign, there's likely to already be another organization campaigning for it. And there are all sorts of organizations within parliament that campaign for these, uh, for, 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 for different things. Um, but it, but um, if you can't if you can't find um, if you can't find um, a, 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 an organisation that's already campaigning for what you want, then start one up yourself. Because you know a couple of us have done that. I mean, all you know, and, and Mark, Mark, and you've done incredibly Mark, well with it. I mean, Mark and Abraham, look and look at the support. Yeah, do you know Mark Mark Abraham's? Um, yeah, heard of him. Absolutely fantastic event. Um, and he wants he 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 knew a puppy farm about puppy farming, you know, and he spent um, you know probably a decade organising events and stuff to bring in some legislation that finally um, Lucy's law ca- came in. So he you know he worked very. I remember well that. Yes. And 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 has got it now that you can't buy pets in pet shops. So uh, it's very hard again, very hard legislation to, to to sort of write to say how do you close down a puppy farm, but what you can do is make it make it so that. Uh, make it very hot. Make it so that people have to buy from the from the source. So if you see the source not looking very looking absolutely shocking, like a barn with thousands of cages in, which is what puppy farms are, then then you might not be willing to hand over your cash. So he's made it so you you, you uh it's pretty that's much- right. I mean, people, you know, we hope that by everybody putting themselves out like yourselves at your own cost, your own time, that the public will both support by signing the petitions and sending the letters, but also support, most importantly, by not buying, um, you know, from the places absolutely. you're trying to shut down. Absolutely. You know, you're not helping the dogs, you're not helping anybody. Yeah, and, and, you know, hopefully one day, I mean, the rescue where my dog came from, he was a dump puppy farm dog. You know, I, I got him two days before Christmas. I think someone dumped about 12 puppies and he was one of them. You know, so... Is it in the West Country somewhere? Was it down in like like a like Wiltshire or somewhere like that? No, no, he's Welsh. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, but, yeah. but to be yeah. honest, and I'm not singling out Wales here, you know, it's all over the country. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah but, but you know, the thing is, I wasn't going to go to a puppy farm. You know, there's no way on earth I'd do that, but I would go to a rescue. And, yes, I ended up with a puppy. It could have just as well been an older dog. It was, you know, whatever, you know, needed a home, really, or whoever needed a home. So, yeah, I mean, there are the right ways to do things. It just did take a lot of effort as a first-time dog owner for me to find out what I should and shouldn't be doing. You know, I won't minimise that. It was more than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. So I think hopefully we'll put all the information on the podcast. Um, oh, thank you. On, and I think, we've, I think we've done well there. Thank you ever so oh, much today yeah, for joining me, Richard. Thank, thank you very much for All About Animals Radio. I look forward to listening to lots of your other <laughs> thank you um which one can you recommend me one before i go 
Oh, I think as a nice well, happy one. Subject, I, I think that, you have? Uh, seals, saving the seals down in Cornwall. That's a nice one. The efforts going on by um, the Seal Research Trust and the Seal Sanctuary and British divers and everybody. And I love the ones where everybody works together. And, yeah. you know, they've been monitoring and their research goes all over the world. Um, and, you know, and then it's, it's always good as well. You know, we did one for panda voices, trying to save a panda in Memphis and in Tennessee. You know, it's there's something for everybody on there. Worldwide then. Fantastic. Yep. Well, yep. I mean, um, let's hope that in this country we can lead the way with some legislation. Uh, and, you know, hopefully other countries as well will follow where they don't have any legislation at all regarding. Um, That's right. If, if one starts, others yeah. follow. You know, it's yeah. the way it always goes, isn't it? The news travels over the oceans. Yeah. That's lovely. Us, so. All right. Thank you very much. I've thank you, Richard. You take care.